So Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, gorgeous, intelligent, <laughs> extremely hardworking, far from a Disney villain mom, <laughs> wife, co-host, <laughs> and mother to our children. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. Happy Mother's Day as we're yeah. recording this, well, as this episode is dropping, I should say. We're actually recording this episode on Saturday, May 13th, 2023, but it is dropping on Sunday, May 14th, 2023. Again, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I hope all of you, uh, depending on when you listen to this, either have a fabulous Mother's Day or that you had a fabulous Mother's I Day. I don't think there's any question. I mean, what better way to celebrate Mother's Day? I'm sure that everybody... <laughs> All the children of the world are sharing with their mother the Hyperion Adventures yes, podcast. Yes. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> They're sitting this is around. the best gift we could give you. <laughs> I'm going to guess most of you are listening after Mother's Day. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. And for all you mothers out there, really, thank you so much for being the moms you are and right. taking care of us and all your children and everything. You are the most special people in the world. Yeah, you uh, definitely are pretty cool, not just as Hyperion adventurers, but as moms. As moms. You're just cool. Yeah. You are just cool. And you're so cool. We appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we'd love for you to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. Uh, we do have many of you who are listeners that are already subscribing. We appreciate that. Hope you like it. Let us know if there's something you'd want to see 
different. Yeah, Michelle is putting it together and she does a great job mm. with it. So much better than what I did with it. <laughs> uh, it's an excellent newsletter and you should definitely check it out. If you don't, uh, if you're not already subscribed, it's just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Correct. Correct. <laughs> another great way is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we have a YouTube channel. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, or just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love hearing from you. We do love hearing from you. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we always like to take a little tracer back to the week that was and point out those bright spots. We are the Disney show of positivity. And so that's where we like to focus on the positive in the world. What was our favorite things that happened during the last week? And we call this segment, My Favorite Thing from This Week. And when we do this, well, we always go to Michelle <laughs> because she's a wonderful mom. Uh, also because she has the be- does the best research. She has the best mm. list. You know she has the best tips. She always has the best my favorite thing from this week, too. So what is your favorite thing from this week, Michelle? Well, thank you, honey. My favorite thing this week, uh, like I say every week, there's a lot, and I could go on and on, but I think the one thing that really shined through this week was we kind of had like our date, date night or date day. Date day. Date day. (laughs) Together uh, and went to go see a movie. in The movie theater, actually. That was my favorite thing from this week as well. Ooh. We went out. Uh, we had. I had. Uh, we, we we went Tuesday. on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Tuesday off, and uh, we also uh, also. By the way, uh, Monday's dinner with your yes, sister and uh, brother in law was also wonderful, exactly. and that was another my favorite thing from this week. But really, it was the movie uh, going out. We went on midday matinee show on Tuesday. Yeah, with a. Almost empty theater, which was fantastic for us. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know so much for the movie, but it was fantastic for us. Although the movie is doing pretty well at the box office. Yes, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume 3. Michelle, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. I, I liked how it approached the characters. Uh, I don't want to, I won't give any spoilers in case anybody hasn't seen it yet and planned to. Um, but it was also uh, how they wrapped it up, I thought was was good, that it was a good wrap up if they never have any more of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but if they want to have some, there there's little inlays. There are avenues how, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I really, I really, really liked it. I thought it was really well done. It's not as you know, off the wall goofy as maybe the the first and second mm-hmm. versions, the first and second films were. Um, although there are moments of that right. within it, it still does have that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy feel uh, throughout it. But it was there was a bit heavy at, at, at points. Yeah, um, a little bit more than we usually get out of those films. Yeah. There was a few sections I could have been could have been edited out for my <laughs> <laughs> for my preference, no. but <laughs> uh, but I, I thought it was really well done, and it still it, it has the, the heart mm-hmm. which you want from that team, from that group, from that found family, right? And uh, I loved it. I thought it was a, a wonderful film. I thought it was really well done, and and one of the better ones, especially recently, um, from Marvel, from right. the MCU. Yeah, exactly. So, Agree with yeah. you on that one. 
Very good. Very good. Uh, we did also get a my favorite thing from this mm-hmm. week from one of our listeners. This is from Scott in Minnesota. He said, my favorite thing this week is seeing my Padres play baseball in person. Took the time off and went to all three games while they were in Minnesota. They are a fun bunch to watch. And yes, they are a fun bunch to watch, although I wish they would be a little more fun and would win a little more. And unfortunately, sorry for you, Scott, that they didn't win uh, more than just one game in right. that trip to Minnesota. But uh, uh, I'm still glad you got to go out and see them. And by the way, he also posted a little video, and I'll, I'm going to play a little clip of it here in a second. They, the crew from the uh, broadcast team, Mark Grant mm-hmm. and Don Orsillo, roasted for Scott a little bit while he's out there. Brian Finkel here in Minnesota. Yeah, that's a combination of uh, Raleigh Fingers and uh, Burl Ives. With a sweet stash. A little heavy on the wax, though, there. <laughs> so picking on his mustache a little yeah. bit, but uh, very fun. And I, I know he, he loves it. So right, right. Really no, cool. that's cool. And so glad that he shared it with us. And, you know, I really want to invite people to share with our group, with our Facebook group, what fun things you are experiencing or favorite things of the week. Yeah. Um, you know, we have we'll some, share them on yeah, every show. We, we love hearing from it and celebrating with you. Right. And it can even be like if it was something this this week and then we don't do it till next week, we'll still go back and retroactively look sure. at my favorite thing from two weeks ago or whatever it may right. be. So, it, uh, and it doesn't have to be major big. It's yeah. something that made you feel good inside. Yeah. I mean, we just went, we talked about going to a movie. I yeah. Mean, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, no, whatever, you, whatever is your favorite thing. It can be anything. Anything is just that this made you happy, like Michelle said. So. Very good. Let's go ahead and move forward to this week's show. Well, you got lots of stuff for you this week, including Disney shared a slew of exciting announcements that will help make your future Walt Disney World trips easier. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you all about those. And if you're a fan of sushi and Epcot, we have some great news for you. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. Mother's Day to all the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Disney moms just like Michelle out there. (laughs) Even if you're wickedly wonderful. (laughs) Even if you're wickedly wonderful, which leads us right into our topic of, of course, how else could we possibly celebrate all the wonderful, sweet, adorable, fantastic, loving mothers than to show how good they stand next to the hideous, evil, (laughs) villainous Disney mothers that we've witnessed over the many decades with the Walt Disney Company. That's true, true. It's like, okay, we have Mother's Day. What's a Mother's Day topic that we haven't really talked about? I don't think we've talked about villains. Yes. (laughs) Not mother villains. We've talked about, well, no, I don't think we have talked about mother villains. No, we've talked about villains. We've done villain villain songs. songs. Yeah, our favorite song, but that included... Both. Everything. Yeah. yeah. All, all so, kinds of villains. Yeah. We haven't yeah. just focused on the, the villains. We talked about moms. We, we've talked about Disney moms. We've right. talked about things to do for Mother's Day at Walt Disney World. Right. We've talked about a lot of different moms topics. So, 
you know, uh, four plus years in, nearly five years in, we needed to come up with something a little bit different. I know. So this, you know, a couple things that I found interesting, I don't know if you experienced this too, is at first I thought, oh, there's, there's a lot of them. And so when I started going through the list, making my list, you know, looking at films, I'm like, oh, wait, there's not a lot of them. <laughs> However, I did find that some of the things that weren't just films, whether we're talking like the Descendants series or some of the book series, in fact, from Descendants, then there were more. And there were some... We're not getting into the books, are we? <laughs> I'm referencing. Oh, my goodness. One. Um, yeah, I mean, if you go... Yes, of course, the Descendants are obviously all about the descendants right. of a lot of the Disney characters, particularly the villains. Right, that, that right. This. But there were some that didn't... In When you saw the film, you didn't know that they eventually had children. Correct. Correct. So there may be a few of those that pop into this yes. equation here. Apparently, Michelle may have a few more than I do. I have one. <laughs> Michelle may have a few more. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and go through these Disney villain mothers and, and kind of, you know, recount and maybe just, you know, we'll see how many of them you've thought of when you when right. you come to this, like, oh, well, what pops into your head of Disney villain mothers? So, yeah. Michelle, why don't you, since you are the mother here, uh, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and kick us off with a, a Disney villain mother to start off with first? Um, so I guess the one I would start off for first would be the evil queen. The first. The, the first villain mom of Disney's live action animated films. Um, animated films. Animated oh, films. Live action Sorry. animated films. <laughs> Can we do take two? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I think, you know, you see her in that as the evil queen, I guess somewhat of a stepmother to Snow White. Um, she is my uh, Snow step, White stepmother. Right. Yes. And then you also... As so many of these are. Right. <laughs> um, but you also get to know her a little bit more in a TV series that came out eventually called Once Upon a Time. And you see, you know, more backstory that they created for her and things like that. So um, taking into consideration her backstory made her character little bit more understandable of where her anger or her I think that happened with a, a lot of stuff. the villains that you came across on Once Upon a Time. If you haven't watched Once Upon a Time, I believe it is on Disney Plus uh, and on Hulu. Um, I, I know I was rewatching it at one point a couple years ago mm -hmm. for a little bit. Um, it is a really cool um, look at Disney characters and, you know, and it twists and turns right. and some of the people that are, you know, are thought of more bad, maybe aren't as bad as you think. And right. some of the people that you think are good, maybe aren't as good as you think. Right. Um, it is just kind of, there's some interesting twists and turns yeah. in that series, but it is a good series. I'll it is. Check it out. All I know is you do the Rumpelstiltskin a little too well. It's a little <laughs> eerie to me <laughs> from that series. Very funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, she's definitely one that I have on my list of because I mean, you know, some say will argue that she's the first Disney villain. I would go that Pete is the first Disney villain, right. yeah, actually, exactly. but she's definitely the first of the animated full length films, right? No question about sure. it. Um, if you look her up, her name is actually, and we, we all know her as the evil queen or the wicked queen mm -hmm. or whatever, um, but her name is actually Queen Grimhild. Ooh, yes, did you right. know that? I didn't. 
Yes. Obviously, she is Snow White's stepmother. And the reason, you know, she goes after Snow White so much is because she's jealous of how beautiful Snow White is, that she's the fairest of them all, essentially. And so she can't have that. She's jealous. I'm not I'm I'm not going to you know be the second in this kingdom right to snow white and so that's why she wants to do her in as for uh what you were talking about in once upon a time mm-hmm. um she actually goes by another name which is regina right uh, there and she's a fantastic character the actress that plays yeah. her and uh, the whole character throughout she's one of the main characters of the entire series and she's great in that um she is she also along with being um snow white's stepmother in this is also has an adopted son named Henry right. in that. And uh, she is the mayor of the town that they, they kind of created yeah. there because of the curse that she created to send all these characters to that place, right. uh, the town of Storybrooke. Yeah, it, there, there's, like you said, there's a lot of twists and turns. And, you know, some there's also timeline things that kind of get blurred and stuff. It's one of those that you just kind of watch it and, and gain some enjoyment out of how they're, perceiving a character mm-hmm. and their personality. So. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's our first there's one. There's our first the one. So now you're up. Queen. All right. Well, I'll go to Cinderella and we'll talk about Lady Tremaine, right. mm-hmm. who is uh, the mother, yes, of Anastasia and Drizilla. Right. Um, who is, of course, the uh, wicked stepdaughters <laughs> or wicked daughters, um, wicked stepsisters of Cinderella or right. Ella, as she may be known. Of course, Lady Tremaine is married Cinderella's father. And uh, when he passed away, well, she doesn't exactly treat Cinderella to the best. Exactly. You know, basically kind of making her do all the work in the household, taking care of her and taking care of uh, the wicked stepsisters right. as they were. Um, mostly she just wants to try and get her daughters married into wealth so she can continue her wealth on. Right. She has some money, but maybe that money is going away a little bit. She right. needs to get some more of it. So she's trying to get her daughter married off and Cinderella being as beautiful, sweet and kind as she is, is definitely could possibly right. be in the way of that. Yes. Uh, so that is a lot of the reason why she treats Cinderella the way she does. Exactly. So one of the things um, that I found interesting that I didn't realize with this character is it's kind of a side note, but you know, in that song, sing sweet nightingale. Mm -hmm. And at first you, you know, you have Cinderella singing it and she's got such a beautiful voice. And, and then it, it goes into hearing her stepsisters. I think it starts with the stepsisters, doesn't it? And then Cinderella. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So it goes the other way. Um, but interestingly, um, Lady Tremaine is singing with her daughters in that. Oh, really? I did not know that. I yeah. Know that, yeah. So I that was a, a fun Boy, fact. they're all terrible singers. I know, for, I know. Except for good old Ella <laughs> over there. But that is something that I did find out was part of that. She was part of the, the, the singers for the film. What? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Cool. So there's my first Disney mother villain. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Michelle and we'll see who she's got. Um, I think we're kind of going in. By the way, we're not ranking these. We're just no. gonna, we're, we're just putting them out there. This isn't a five favorite. List. Right. This, this is, is just, just, kinda, yeah. we're just going through them. So, yes. just so you know that. Uh, good point. Thank you. Um, I have a Maleficent. Uh-huh. You know. Maleficent um, is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, and I think kind of learned again more about her 
after the animation. Right. Originally out. in the movie Sleeping Beauty, the original animated mm-hmm. movie Sleeping Beauty, she is not a mother in any way. Right. Not right. at all. Yeah, she's she a relative. Is in other films later on. Right, right. So in the live action, she kind of adopts mm-hmm. handling. She becomes her godmother. Right. Is what she is she becomes. Right. Essentially, yes. Yeah. And kind of takes on a, you know kind of a motherly role there mm-hmm. and stuff like that um you know and so uh, c- kind of like what we were saying about with once upon a time you get to realize a different um historical perspective to show you how she got to be where she was and how what she's trying to do isn't necessarily evil for her goddaughter right Oh, she loves her goddaughter. Right. Very much. Beastie. Yes. Yes. Uh, she loves her dearly. And that's how, she, I mean, she's, well, I'm not going to give it away in case you right. haven't seen Maleficent, <laughs> but um, she is uh, Aurora's godmother. Uh, also, just like the evil queen, she was also made some appearances. She wasn't a main character, mm-hmm. but she was a recurring character in Once Upon a Time. Right. And she had an actual daughter in that, a real daughter in that. Uh, her daughter was named uh, Lily. Oh, I that. forgot about that. Yes, there was yes. a whole storyline where Snow White and Prince Charming end up like taking her egg, and th- 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 it's a whole runner. Right, and um, they, she is despondent over losing her daughter, and if you know, will right. they ever be reunited or whatever? I'm not going to give that away in case you watch the series, but it is an interesting storyline yeah. as as a part of it, kind of an arc there. Right, and of course, as Michelle, this is my one character. That is a big part of the Descendants, at least right. the first uh, film from the Descendants. And one of the things I love about that, one, she's she's a mother in that as well. She's mother to Mal. Mm-hmm. But also, one of the best songs you're going <laughs> to, mother evil songs you're going to find. Don't you want to be evil like me? Don't you want to be cruel? Don't you want to be nasty? That's a great song. It is. I love that song. It is such a great song. Kristen Chenoweth uh, Mm -hmm. plays Maleficent in the Descendants uh, film. And, you know, Kristen Chenoweth is such a a great performer. Um, We've we've been recently seeing her in Schmigadoon that we've we've loved very much. She's kind of a smaller character in that, but um, so so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great song, like you yeah. said, yeah. And better than the other Maleficent song, which I guess I shouldn't say better. Um, different. Th- different, less skin crawling <laughs> than the other Maleficent song from the live action films where there's a different actress playing Maleficent. Yeah, she's played by Angelina Jolie. Right, right. But uh, yeah, that the song that comes out of that live action <laughs> one of uh, was it Once right. Upon a Time, uh, once upon a dream. Once it's, upon it's a dream. The same I mean, one, yeah. It's the same one that Sleeping Beauty uh, sings oh, yeah, in the original right. animated film, just yeah. in a more haunting, much more. Oh haunting my God, way. that's yeah. a great word for it, haunting. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's 
Yeah, <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good. So there's yeah. another Disney yes. villain mother. And you may not know if you just know her from the animated Sleeping Beauty, you may right. not have known that she was a, a mother to you know, other, other children, children or a godmother right. to Aurora. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. What's your next? For the next mom. one, I'm going to go to a more modern live action film. Ooh. I'm going to go to Enchanted and talk about a little bit about Queen Nerissa, mm-hmm. who, of course, uh, is is a great villain. It kind <laughs> yeah. of a lot many of the villains we've already talked about: Maleficent, the Evil Queen, right. Lady Tremaine. Like they were all put together. Like that, <laughs> her, the most wicked parts of them, they've even said, were put together to kind of create her oh wow you know that's one thing about enchanted the original enchanted film is that it was a disney princess movie that you know paid homage and kind of poked fun at right many disney princess movies yes yes so um yeah i mean she was great she was uh, the mother to Prince Edward, or, or excuse me, Prince Edward's stepmother, right. um, who is Prince of Andalasia. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Prince Edward was the original love for Giselle, the right. one that she thinks is, you know, going to bring her true love right. kiss. We find out differently later, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but she knew if Edward were to marry that she would lose her throne there in Andalasia. So right. that's why she's out to stop Giselle, send her to another world right. essentially and get her out of the picture and eventually, okay, well that's not working either. I guess I'm going to have to. Right. Know? So, um, she was, she was pretty nasty, but played very, really, really well. I, I really love her. Character. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. And like you said, that whole film poked fun at some of the prior Disney princess films and having such a strong dominant character like that. It was just great. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. She was great. She was great. And that movie is one of my favorites. I love that film so much. So, okay. So let's move on to the next Disney mother, villain mother. Okay. I I have a couple on my list. Uh, One I think you're going to really want to talk about. So I was going to skip over one and go to Ursula. Ursula. Ursula, who uh, is the mother of Uma from Descendants 2 and 3. Yeah. So if you didn't know that. Ursula was a mother. Yeah, now there you, you know. Now you know. <laughs> she is. So, but yeah, again, she's such a, a great character, and um, it's going to be fun seeing another person play that role in the upcoming live action Little Mermaid that's coming out soon. Plus, you got just one of the greatest villain songs. It's not necessarily a mother villain song, right. but it's just got one of the greatest villain songs that there that exists. You poor unfortunate soul, it's sad, but true. If you want to cross a bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Flops and jets and now I've got her, boys. The boss is on a roll. <laughs> so good yeah so well done yeah it's just it's such a great character because like like i said we've seen her play out in you know the animated movie we've seen her uh on broadway mm-hmm. we've seen her in the on the cruise line and, mm-hmm. and stuff it's just it's a great character that they're able to do so much with in the companies i love yep, it for sure for yeah. sure so that's a great choice 
All right, so now it's your turn. I think I know who you're going to pick. Who am I going to pick? I think you're going to pick Mother Gothel. That is correct. That is exactly (laughs) where I'm going next from Tangled, of course. I mean, she may be... She's arguably the most evil one of them all. I mean, she kidnaps a child and holds her... A baby. Yeah, basically just holds her captive in a tall tower and makes her grow her hair and, you know, just essentially to keep herself young right. forever. <laughs> yeah, it is like, it's it's crazy how bad she is. You know, she kidnaps Rapunzel, as I mentioned, as a baby, when she realizes, of course, that flower that gave mm-hmm. her youth for those many years. Basically, the essence of it is now within her hair. And if you watch this film, I've had this pointed out to me a long time ago, and now mm-hmm. I watch the film in a completely different way. Every time she kind of expresses a little bit of love, you can think, mm-hmm. okay, that's false towards Rapunzel. But when she expresses love, you often see her like petting her hair right. or looking at her hair. Yes, right. Rapunzel, you're here, but I love your hair. hair. I thank you, yes. thank you for being with me, your hair. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you want to talk about a great mother villain song. I mean, Mother Knows Best. (laughs) Mother Knows Best. Take it from your mumsy. On your own, you won't survive. Sloppy, underdressed, immature, clumsy, please. They'll eat you up alive. Colorful, naive, positively grumpy, ditzy, and a bit, well, Plus, I believe, getting kind of chubby. I'm just saying, cause I love you. Mother understands. Mother's here to help you. All I have is one request. Rapunzel? Yes? Don't ever ask to leave this tower again. Yes, Mother. I love you very much, dear. I love you more. I love you most. Mm. Don't forget it. You regret it. Mother knows best. Yes, when she says, I love you most... She is specifically talking about her hair. hair. I know. It's so great. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, that's why she had to be uh, on this list of, I mean, uh, arguably the worst right. of the Disney villain mothers. Yeah. I mean, that theme song could be the theme song of this, um, <laughs> that's this true. episode. That's very true. But yeah, I mean, even in it where she's threatening her, like, you'll regret it. <laughs> it's like, what? Yes. <laughs> you'll never leave this tower again. <laughs> Yes, mother. Uh, so good. Yeah. All right. So back to you. Let's get to the next Disney villain mother. Do you have more? I do. So I do. You have more? I have two more. <gasps> I do too. I wonder if we have Whoa. the same. No, I don't think so. I, I maybe one of them. Uh, the other one, I'll bet you, is completely different than yours. I'm and actually, one the... is kind of two in one. But oh, oh. I'm sure people love hearing our little cryptic back and forth. But... Yes. Well, it just goes to show you that when we do these things, we don't really talk them out ahead of time. <laughs> no. We have no idea what we're going to come up with, each of us. All right. This one I think you have, but I'll, I'll just put it out there. And that's Cruella DeVille. Ah, who, I do not have Cruella really? DeVille. No, oh, but I wow. know that she is a mother, thanks to... Descendants. Yes, of course. Yes, she's the mother of Carlos DeVille. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. But yeah, it's great. And she has her own theme song, too. At first you think Cruella is a devil. 
But after time has worn away the shock, you come to realize you've seen her kind of eyes watching you from underneath a rock. This vampire bat, this inhuman beast, she ought to be locked up and never released. The world was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella de Vil. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's funny because, again, you know, what most of us know of Cruella de Vil is not ever thinking of her in terms of ever even wanting to have kids. I mean, she's killing dogs. <laughs> What makes you think this person wants? They're not kids. Though. <laughs> She's not that cruel. <laughs> but anyways, uh, felt She's like Cruella. Yeah, she's, she's not Cruella. That cruel. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know. I just think she's a interesting character. Oh yeah. But... Oh, and if you run into her in the parks, she is a hoot. Yeah. If you ever see Cruella Deville in the parks. Uh, just go follow her around for a little bit right. because you'll get a you'll get a, the biggest laughs out of her. She is a blast she to watch is. around. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen her at Walt Disney World. I know I've seen her at Disneyland many times, mm. uh, ma- mainly at the kind of by yeah, the front. She's always entrance. at Disney. She's around. Yeah, like you said, down Main Street USA mm-hmm. in Disneyland. She's around there all the time. Right. Um, I can't recall if I've seen her at Walt Disney World or not. If yeah. anybody's out there have seen them, I've seen her out there. Let us know. Yeah, um, I'm trying to even think if she's even seems been like in I have, but maybe it was a special event or something. Yeah, I don't know. could be, yeah. could be. Yeah, like when we saw Ferb. <laughs> no, we saw, but he was Phineas and Ferb were out there on regular day. That wasn't a special event. Oh, really? Yeah, they used to they used to be out there also on Main Street USA at Magic Kingdom. And uh, one the time we saw them, they were playing Duck Duck Goose with right. some kids right out there. That was just the middle of the day. Yeah, I thought that was something though that nah, unique. But that was just a June day. Yeah. All right. I remember. I remember the month and even because I remember my family being with us when it was happening. So right. It was really funny. Well, I'm surprised in which other ones you have, because I thought that was one that you have. So, Well, you know how I love Encanto. Yes. So one of the most wicked, or is she, characters, villain, Disney mons, Abuela Alma. You consider her wicked? Not really completely, but she is definitely the villain in that story. Well, I guess, yeah. Because of the fact, yes, she's the matriarch of the mother family. But, you know, she loses sight of what's important. You know, it's all about trying to keep her the gift. Right. Meanwhile, her family is complete. She's driving her family completely crazy, making them, you know, overburdening them with stuff. Isabella needs to be perfect in every way. Right. There can be no flaws. Right. Meanwhile, Louisa has to do all, basically carry the whole family <laughs> on her back right, with her right. super strength. Everybody has to be perfect. And because Mirabelle is not, she kind of gets shunned by her. I mean, it's basically the reason the family is falling apart. The reason there are cracks in La Casa right. is because of the fact that she is pressing too hard on her family. Now, she does get redeemed at the end. She right. does see the flaw in her ways, but she is the villain through yeah, most I of guess that that's movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a really good point. Yeah. Oh, good one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what else do you got? What other Disney villain mother do you have? I have Yzma from The Emperor's New Groove. Um, she was actually mother of Devon from Descendants 
Wicked World animated series. (laughs) (laughs) We're really digging deep for these now. And she was the mother of Isla from the Isles of the Lost book series. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So all those of you who read that book series, you knew this was coming all along. Of course. Michelle's list always the best list. You never know where they're going to come from, but I love it. And I I know everybody else loves it. Oh man. I don't know about that. That's so great. I was desperately trying to find more villain moms, but, uh, I mean, we love that character from Emperor's New Groove and, um, kind of funny to think that, you know, she became a mother. Yes. Um, she's, she's great in Emperor's New Groove, but you wouldn't think mother when at that point. Right. Um, but yes, uh, obviously in the descendants, apparently animated (laughs) series and book series. Right. Um, she's a mother. Great. Two kids, no less. Wow. Yes. Yes. Was, right. it, was, was Kronk the father? <laughs> it didn't say. <laughs> uh, well, it might have said, but it wasn't him if it did say. Um, I don't remember because I did some of these. I remember like seeing like Captain Hook was the father of somebody. And, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, there's several. That Hercules are, uh, was or Hades. Hades, I mean. Was, Hades was, I believe, uh, Maleficent's. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Mal is uh, both Hades and Maleficent. Oh, okay. uh, I believe is correct. I'm not sure on that. Right. We have not watched the Descendants series. <laughs> love the we music. We should. But we love, listen to a lot of the music. We love the music. I so. know. We should. I know everybody's like, why don't you just watch it already? I know. Like, I wonder that all the time, too. Why don't we just watch it? I think already? we just always forget. Like, when it's right. time to watch something, we're thinking of things other shiny things in front of us at the time <laughs> happens all the time <laughs> mostly during the show so uh, i guess i've got the last one is do. that right okay That's right. well i may surprise you on this I one so. because you know this is actually one of my favorite characters in many in Ooh. in disney movies disney live action movies my i think disney i know who you're going to say villain mother is elsa no although Elsa's mother, arguably. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think Elsa was evil, but she, she does no, have a no, kid. No, it's yeah. not Elsa. Um, right. It's Giselle in oh, really? Disenchanted. Oh, I see what she you're saying. She goes a little evil that for a while true. there. And that Disenchanted, that's actually part of what the storyline's about. Of course, she is the stepmother to Morgan. Right. Uh, she also has a new daughter with her husband, Robert, who mm-hmm. is named Sophia. And when Sophia comes into their life, there's some difficulties going on. They move to a new place called right. Monroeville. There she meets the realtor Malvina Monroe, <laughs> who they kind of have this rivalry going against right. one another. And you can see that. And by the way, uh, Malvina Monroe, also a mother and sort of a villain. Um, she's mother to Tyson Monroe, who Morgan has an interest in. Right. Um, anyway, the, the things aren't going exactly right for Giselle at, when they move there. Mm-hmm. So her daughter, Morgan, the mm-hmm. stepdaughter, um, is presented with the Andalasian wand of wishing. Uh, but Giselle's like, I'm going to take that over. <laughs> Wishes for a fairy tale life. But part of doing that, getting that fairy tale life was that right. she starts to become it, wicked. Right. Herself. An evil stepmother. Yes. Yes. Uh, so this starts to happen in this and it does produce a pretty good song between both of those villains, Giselle as the right. evil Giselle and Malvina Monroe in this song called Batter. He was sort of bad, but you are so bad. 
Uh, just a, it's 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 a fun song with a, you know, uh, this rivalry going on right. between who is the worst right. of the two of them. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but it all uh, it, you know, a spoiler alert. It all comes good. It, everything gets straightened out. Right. We won't tell you how exactly. <laughs> and Giselle becomes the lovable person, the right. lovable princess you know from the original Enchanted film when it's all said and done. That was good one. Yeah, I had not even thought about that. That was brilliant. But she does become an evil stepmother there. Yes, for just a... For, for part of that. It's yeah. A, it's the driving force of the story right. of this film is that she kind of slips a bit. Right, exactly. Oh, look at you. So smart. So, obviously, we probably miss some Disney villain mothers out there. We would love to know your favorites. What, right. Which ones do you love to hate? <laughs> Please send them to us hit us up on the gmail account social media we will share them on an upcoming show so disney villains are so fun and disney villain moms i mean come on there are more than you think yeah yeah that's what as i said my research just kind of blew me away. Yeah. So uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, but we, we really want to celebrate the good moms out there. Yeah. So again, happy Mother's Day to all you wonderful Disney moms. Right. Out there. Um, we all have our villainous people. side, but. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. Uh-huh. I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> I wasn't alluding to that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, let's get to the Disney stories of the week before I step in it. More than I already have. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Disney shared a slew of exciting announcements that will help make your future Walt Disney World trips easier. This was all very, very good news. Yeah. I think uh, we can agree on that. Yeah, I couldn't believe just how much they put together in one announcement. Yeah. So uh, this all came from the Disney Parks blog mm-hmm. where we got this from. And they said on Monday... We're thrilled to share some more exciting news just in time for the launch of the 2024 bookings for theme park tickets, Disney Resort hotel stays, and packages at Walt Disney World on May 31st. So take that in mind. If you're looking to start booking in 2024, those open up on May 31st for you. Yeah, and that's really important to, well, for everybody. But I know that people who like to, who are um, planning to do run Disney events, yeah, really want to be able to make sure they're securing a room as quickly as possible. So hitting close to home for us. Right. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Going on with the story. These updates make planning your future Walt Disney world visits simpler and easier. So you can further enjoy all we have to offer and make more memories. So here they are. Here are several of the announcements they made. Starting with park visits on January 9th, 2024. Now, these are only for Walt Disney World. They didn't mention anything about Disneyland right here. So just know that this is just for strictly for Walt Disney World. Uh, January 9th, 2024, theme park reservations will no longer be required for date-based tickets. So if you're buying tickets and when you buy them, you're you're assigning them essentially to a date of your vacation. So let's just say you're going, uh, we'll just say January 9th of 2024 and you're staying for 
five days or whatever. So you buy five days tickets. Mm -hmm. You will assign those tickets starting on January 9th to those five days. And that's it. You will not need to make a park reservation. Right. You can go to whatever park you want when you wake up that morning. You do not need to. Uh, okay, so we're going to Magic Kingdom on the 9th right. and we're going to Epcot on the 10th and, and so yes. forth. Yeah, so no, that's that's really cool. And that definitely makes sense, you know, if you're already having a, a span of time that you're assigning a ticket to a particular date, you know, if one of the issues that Disney is using the reservation system for is to kind of be able to predict volumes of people, they, yes, it's four parks, but they at least know. They'll kind of have a general yes. idea of what's going on there. Yeah. So, uh, so the story says when you get, when getting your, this is kind of what we just talked about when getting your ticket, you will simply select a start date for January 9th, 2024 or later, complete your purchase, and then you will be all set for reference. Date-based tickets are the standard ticket option offered to guests. For other admission types, including non-dated tickets, theme park reservations may be required to help continue managing attendance and delivering what they say is a great experience for everyone. And I agree, it's a great yeah, experience. Right, right. Um, I know that that's not true of annual pass holders. Mm -hmm. There are still some things that you have to deal with in annual pass holders. If you buy, like they said, mentioned other tickets, you will still need to make a park reservation. But that's still good news for a lot right. of people. Most people who are planning this out are buying these date-based tickets when you're planning a vacation coming up in the future. Right. Now, the exception to that, though, with annual pass holders is that, and it's already in effect now, is after 2 p.m. Yeah. You can enter without having had you can a, park hop to any park well, you can enter a park without right, a reservation without a reservation yes right. that's correct so um yeah you can do that now you don't need to worry about that and you can also park hop of course right. if you have an annual pass um, from whatever park you're in uh speaking of annual pass holders in 2024 walt disney world plans to offer select days on which annual pass holders and disney cast members may visit walt disney world theme parks without needing a park reservation once introduced, they will roll out these, quote, good to go days, end quote, <laughs> on an ongoing basis. This will be in addition to the recent updates, which offer pass holders the opportunity, as Michelle was just talking about, to visit theme parks after 2 p.m. without needing a park reservation, except on Saturdays and mm -hmm. Sundays at Magic Kingdom Park. Good to go days may vary by park and past blackout dates and, of course, capacity limitations continue to apply, although they won't be putting the good to go days on any day that they're really, really right. worried about being a park capacity day. Right. Um, that's the part of the idea of it. It's like, okay, we're not really worried about the staffing. We're not really worried about being overcrowded right. this day because it's a good to go day. No, it's going to be those days that are, eh, we don't see it being super, super ridiculously right. busy. So come on in, everybody. Exactly. I mean, kind we've, we've kind of had something, I mean, you still had to make the reservation, but they did have, they have been rolling out certain days that didn't count against your ma right. maximum number of advanced reservation days, you know, so they were I'm trying to remember the term that they gave them. But, you know, if, if your annual pass allows you four advanced reservation days, those wouldn't count. Right. Against some, what your uh, allotment that you right. have until you've used some up. Right. Yeah. right. So. And, um, you know, what's good for that is also as long it's good to note what days those are. So if you wake up one morning, this is one of the great things about having an annual pass, especially if you live within the area of Florida, mm -hmm. um, is like, oh, I wake up. You know what? I feel like going to the park today. It's a good to go day. I didn't need to make a park reservation. Right there. Right. I need to just go. I don't I don't need to think about it. Exactly. So that's that is kind of helpful in that yeah. regard. Yes. 
Uh, here was the probably the biggest news, though. Disney dining plans will be coming back as an option for those staying at Disney Resort hotels who purchase a vacation package starting with stays, again, beginning on January 9th, 2024. Those will also open up for bookings on May 31st. So know that when you're booking your package, uh, that's when you can start adding on if you want to do the Disney dining right. plan uh, along with your vacation. Uh, you'll be able to choose from the two popular options, which include either the Disney quick service dining plan or the regular Disney dining plan. Both plans will be great value for families, the story says, with young children with access to many spectacular food and beverage offerings across Walt Disney World. We did a whole episode. I was just going to say the same thing. How yeah. funny. Uh, with uh, some friends of ours, friends, family members of yes. ours, um, kind of discussing, breaking down what the Disney dining, we never really done the Disney dining plan. Right. So we didn't really know um, about it, but they broke it down pretty well. And uh, actually, especially because they had kids, mm -hmm. explained why it was a good deal for them. Right. And they also gave some really good advice on, you know, how to maximize what you would get for each of those you know, for the packages. And so I, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to listen to and you have questions or wondering about the Disney dining plan, check out that, that yeah. episode. I'll put a link to that. I don't remember exactly what number episode right. that was. I'll put a link to that episode in our show notes. So Perfect. if you want to check that one out and hear all about the Disney dining plan, so you'll be ready to go. If you're thinking about it on May 31st, you can check out that right. episode and find out. I'm sure there's some tweaks to it sure. as compared to what it was then, but uh, still worth uh, checking out and hearing um, if it's right for you, right. If it's, it's right for some people. It's not right for everybody, depending on how you like to eat at right. Disney. Yeah. Your approach to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, also for those planning to stay at a Disney resort hotel, they will continue to offer the popular early theme park entry for visits throughout 2024 every day across all four theme parks. So you get that extra half right. hour early, which is, which is really nice. if you want to get in some of those key rides, those rides that uh, usually have the super long waits right. regularly during the day. If you can get your, get your group up and get them out there early, mm -hmm. um, it, it really can come in handy because you can knock out some of the biggies early and then, kind of go to some of the lesser, right. well, they're not lesser attractions, right. but you know what I mean? Some of the ones that maybe don't have the wait times that aren't as popular as others and you and do that later in the right. day. Uh, also, for those staying in Disney Deluxe Resorts and Deluxe Villas, they'll continue uh, the extended evening hours on select dates at select parks. That'll be all throughout mm -hmm. 2024. So if you're staying in the, some of those those upper echelon right. hotels and um, for all, all you DVC members, this is good news too, because right. it extends for the all the villas. DVC villas mm -hmm. as well. Um, that is another great way to get on some of these attractions. And yeah. Especially when you get to the, the hot months, like we're approaching now, you almost want to be there later anyway, because right. that's when it starts to cool down. It's more, it's just nicer to be in the yeah. parks in the evening. Right. Generally time. the rain has passed. You've yeah. had a chance to go back to your room and just kind of, relax a bit and get re-energized to go out for a late night fun at the parks. Yeah, for sure. So you'll, you'll definitely want to take advantage of that if you are staying in with some of those, uh, you know, more, well, let's just face it, they're more expensive hotels right. than some of the other ones. So take advantage, since you're paying for that, it's part of it included mm -hmm. of, of getting that extra service for paying for that hotel. Definitely take advantage of it when you get the chance. Uh, they also said they have heard from guests that they would like ways to plan with Disney Genie Plus service and individual Lightning Lane selections before the day of their park visit. So they want you to know they are working on ways guests may do this for their visits in 2024. 
Their goal is to give you the opportunity to spend less time planning in the park and more time enjoying your visit with friends and family. They said they're not able to share specific details about that yet, but they will be uh, somewhere in the near future. So essentially, it sounds like if you're booked at a Disney resort hotel and you decide to purchase Disney Plus or some of these individual lightning lanes, eventually, at some point, you're going to be able to do it similarly to what you used to be able to do with fast Fast passes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that's good news. That's an extra perk of staying on a resort. You might have the chance to get to some of these attractions booked through Genie Plus that are, again, some of the more high-profile ones or some of the ones you really want to hit a little early and help plan out your day a little earlier. Right. You know, and something you've said in the past, too, it's, you know, getting more and more of those special perks for staying at on the Disney property is something that really is needed. And, and it is something that they continue to add. And I think people, I think we all tend to forget about it because it's been kind of trickling out. But you know, if you think about all the perks, they are really kind of getting to be a lot more substantial. They're starting to come back. Uh, you know, it was my concern for a while there. That was my only really issue that of some things that have happened at Disney recently was it didn't feel, even though you're playing, paying what is a kind of a premium price right. to stay on Disney property for a while, um, outside of just the magic and just the convenience of being there with the, you know, the free transportation right. and yes. everything to the parks. It seemed like there were a lot of things that used to be there that you weren't getting, but now they're starting to kind of gradually, as you were right. mentioning, add those back in. And, and that's good because, yes. like I said, it was hard to, like, uh, I, for the longest time, I would always sell, like, you know, you should stay on Disney property. I know it's more expensive, but you get all this stuff and it right. makes it worth it. But as they were, a lot of that stuff kind of was paused for a while. And then it was like, okay, well, then it's up to you. What's what's more important to you right. versus you know staying off property, because those will a lot of times right. be a lot less expensive. Right, so right. what was of value to you? Um, but now it's like I said, it's starting to come back, mm-hmm. and that's good. Yeah. That's good. So very happy about that. So lots of good stuff is coming yes. for those planning uh, visits to Walt Disney World in 2024 for sure. Right, right, and uh, it was it was an exciting week. We also got to listen to the. Uh, to the call the earnings the, call the earnings call and interesting for better or for worse and there's <laughs> know, some yeah. good things about it some bad things about it um but i think that the, i all in all i think disney is heading in the right direction right, right. no matter what the stock market may say about it yeah, I know, right now I know. which is weird <laughs> Um, because I don't agree with what the stock market is saying about it right now yeah. but that's okay disney's a every well i'll just say this about it every um broker out there every brokerage out there right now says disney is a buy or a hold right okay they're not selling you should telling you you should sell right they're saying it's undervalued right now and the fact that it dropped even more means it's even more undervalued right right now so if you have disney stock don't panic (laughs) if you're thinking about buying disney stock hey i'm not a professional stock broker i don't know anything but i will say it may not be a bad time to get you know (laughs) But I'm just me. If something goes wrong, don't hold me accountable. Yeah. Okay, I'm just a I'm just a, a a moron who happens to have a podcast here. You're funny. But if we didn't have so much Disney stock already, I'd probably buy right, right. some more right now. Good to know. <laughs> 
Love it. Love it. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story quickly. Yes. I, I keep getting myself in trouble today. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I'll probably get myself into trouble with this because there's some interesting things I'm going to have to pronounce in this. Uh, if you're a fan of sushi and Epcot, <laughs> we have some great news for yeah. you again to the Disney Parks blog. They said foodies know that one of the best places to explore a variety of global cuisines is at Epcot, which will soon be home to a new location in the Japan Pavilion, Shikisai Sushi Izakaya. Yes, this table service restaurant will offer a festive dining experience in a shareable izakaya style for you to create memories and good times through flavors. So, yes, a sushi restaurant, a real sushi restaurant. Right. Is coming right there to the Japan Pavilion. Yeah, yeah. From what we can tell, it's going to be on the second floor mm-hmm. above the uh, the store over in the Japan Pavilion. Um, they even talked about having great views of even the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's exciting that that's going to be coming in, what, they said summer, right? Yeah, they said it's still very innocuous <laughs> summer. That could be anywhere from June right. to September. Right. You know? <laughs> we don't know exactly when it's coming. Um, I would imagine it's coming before September, but yeah. um, it's still great news. Uh, more from the story and some of it that Michelle kind of talked about already. Uh, they said, here you'll be able to experience the essence of Japan's seasonal festivals where each month brings a new celebration to your table from hanging Tenzaku to celebrate Tanabata. I'm sure I got that completely wrong in July to savoring moon viewing dumplings in September. Hey, I wonder if that's kind of hinting. I know that it might be in July. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A cultural representative from Japan will guide you through each unique festival experience one bite at a time. The atmosphere also embraces the festivals of Japan with the atmosphere featuring beautiful hand-painted artwork and lanterns highlighting some of the natural wonders that Japan offers as well. Each and every visit is designed to create unforgettable memories that capture the spirit of Japan's vibrant seasonal festivities. In addition to a full menu filled with mouthwatering Japanese delights like sushi and teppan items, uh, there will be an open sushi bar and grill. And like Michelle said, located on the second floor of the Japan Pavilion, Shikisai will uh, offer stunning views of Epcot, the World Showcase Lagoon, and of course, fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I know. So um, there's there's already a restaurant open up there. Um, was it Tepan? Tepanado. Tepanado. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that is. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly I don't too. No, so. that sounded really impressive. You know, and that's the kind where you're sitting around um, like a, a grill table, mm-hmm. and and the chefs preparing in front of everybody at the, at that table. Um, and from what we can tell, that's staying. Yeah. And this was, this is possibly from everything that, you know, we can tell, and we didn't get any confirmation on this, but that there was a restaurant up there that's currently closed and it was said to be closed for refurbishment. So it would kind of make sense that that would be replacing that, right. that this sushi. Seems logical. Right. Sushi restaurant would be replacing that in that space. Um, so not to lose anything that's currently open there right now. Right. And like they said, they're going to have a sushi bar there where you can see the uh, chefs making, you know, uh, making, uh, creating (laughs) your sushi right there if you want. And that's a lot of fun as well. Or you can go have tables and um, 
possibly, you know, you can get one of those great tables with an excellent view if you time it right. Yeah. For fireworks or, right. you know, maybe just to take a look at a World Showcase. I mean, yeah. You've been up there on that second floor. Mm-hmm. I know I've been up there on that second floor. Yeah. You get some really great views. Out yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very cool. Uh, it's really great, too, that they are going to be having new offerings throughout the year. You know, one, it does help celebrate things and you get to learn different cultural um, celebrations and but it's also just great to know it's not the same. You know, you can go to that restaurant and and have other offerings to really enjoy. So it's not stagnant. Yeah, very good. So that's I'm I'm always excited. Well, the problem with Epcot is <laughs> I'm always excited for these new restaurants that show up at Epcot. However, we unfortunately rarely get to visit them I because know. we always there's always a festival going on yes. and we love the festival food so much it's like we keep talking about oh we got to try this spot right we have to try this spot and this other spot and so often we just end up grazing throughout the park and <laughs> never know. end up being, hitting one so we have to change that at some point at some yeah. point we're going to get to a festival that we visited a few extra times and we're going to book in right. one of these and one of the the, the sushi place there um, definitely sounds like one that yeah uh, we love sushi right we would probably hit up for yeah sure. I think we've gotten a little better. There's been, you know, we've we've interjected some regular restaurants in slowly since right. we've moved out here. Yeah. But I agree with you. We, you know, we enjoy a lot of the festival food. And when we go out there, we're not there for like, you know, from rope drop to the closing, trying food. So we usually just go in there for a couple hours and we don't get to try everything. So then we go back and we're like, Oh yeah, we're going back to that festival. We got to try some more festival food. (laughs) And also recently, now that we live out here in Florida, we're not going for extended periods of time. It's like a day here, a day there. So we're kind of, we're, we're visiting a couple of times within the festival and you can't, at least we can't uh, eat all the food we want to try in any one day for the festival. So it usually, if we go a couple of days, we're probably going to be sampling some of that again. Right. So yeah. we'll figure it all out. Yeah. But we do have a trip coming up. We're going to have a little bit more extended time. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe we'll dine at one of these spots. Yeah. This place won't be open yet, I don't right. think. But um, maybe some of the places we've been thinking about hitting. Yeah. Or if, you know, if nothing else, we have better chance now that we live out here to get into a park, into Epcot between festivals. Yep. For oh. sure. That, that one, that little two week period in between festivals. Oh, so oh, funny. funny. Uh, that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, wonderful, <laughs> all things great in the world. She is a fantastic Disney mother. Oh, you know, she does the best research. You know, she has the best list, but she definitely, definitely has the very best (laughs) tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're just so sweet, honey. Thank you. So my tip has to do with um, one of the things that we share a lot of times is if you're you and or your family are coming out for uh, an extended trip at Disney at Walt Disney World, and you might not want to feel like you have to go into the parks each day that there might be some other fun things that you can do. And we've talked about different things, but I want to bring up two today that I don't think we've really talked much about. Um, so there, there are activities that you can do instead of going to the park. One is called foot golf. (laughs) 
And uh, that's at the Oak Trails Golf Course. And it's not every day, but it's most days of the week. And it's in the uh, later part of the day. I think they start tea times around four or a little after four. Um, and you can book that online. And it's just a different way to, to, you know, if you don't play golf, it's a way to be out on the golf course and enjoy some of that. Um, the beauty of the golf course, some of the wildlife that you might see. But it's also something that's fun for all ages. You can, you know, because you're kicking like a soccer ball sized ball um, to the holes. And, you know, it gives an opportunity, like I said, for people who are not golfers or, you know, if you have younger kids, they can enjoy it as well. The other one um, is called mini feather bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about this one? No, I do not know. I've heard about the foot golf. I don't know what this is. It's a unique game. Um, and actually it's, it's mini because it's not as, it's not like mini mouse. It's smaller of a, of a field than what you would normally see where the, the game originated, I believe in Europe. Um, but anyways, it's kind of a quirky game that is a little bit like bowling, combined with bocce ball, combined with um, curling. <laughs> and it's played actually on a table, very long table, kind of concave. Um, and there's feathers at the end, and you're trying to roll this ball closest to the feather, you know, and it's kind of like curling where the closest you get without the next, the other person's color around there. Anyways, it's something that you could do. They have it at Splitsville. <laughs> um, okay, then. I know, I know. I know that at times they've taken reservations. Sometimes they don't. So the best thing to do if you're interested in looking into it or or actually, you know, playing, playing it, um, you can call Splitsville to get the details of that. But just two other kind of non-traditional fun Very things. Very non-traditional. <laughs> Extremely non-traditional. <laughs> yeah, something you could do as a, you know, I mean, I guess you could do it with your kids, but it's probably, you know, more something that you would see the adults playing at Splitsville. It's on the second floor. Um, or foot golf. Or foot golf. Well, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I love it. It's a quirky tip for Michelle, and I love it because Michelle always has the very best tips, especially the very best quirky tips. Thank you. Uh, my tip from this week is is very simple here, and it's you know it's talking about. Look, we we did we just made a big time discussion about what's coming if you're planning on booking your trip for, uh, twenty twenty four, and mm -hmm. that the, the your dates possibly open up on May thirty first when you can start booking them. One, I would suggest if you have plans for it, um, the earlier your book the best, you know, the best pick of rooms, the best availability you're going to get early mm -hmm. on. So go ahead and do it early on and know that you can change it if you find a better deal before you get to that point of right. like, if they suddenly offer you a special hotel deal, you will be able to change it if it's something that's less than what you are paying when you initially book your trip. So you might want to go in if you're, if you want to get the best selection of rooms, the best selection of resorts and right. everything. Um, you may want to do that early. Now, what I will also say about this is 
when we're talking about things like the Disney dining plan, when you're deciding on how you want to get to and from say the airport to the parks or whatever is a rental car the best way is some sort of transportation company the best way is it a ride share the best way do your homework on everything i mean so many people they they go to walt disney world and they they just they just purchase their vacation package and think everything is going to work out when it might not be the best way to do these things you right. know do your homework do the math do find figure out what's important to you to do as far as whether or not a dining plan works for you, whether restaurants work for you, just kind of figure it out. And it, it really will help you your trip if you just do a little work on your side. And by the way, there's also some great people out there that will help you with that. One, of course, we were happy to answer any questions right. we can. But there are, including our great friend Nate, some wonderful authorized Disney vacation planners. Right. That, that's what they do. They help walk you through the steps. Do you want Genie Plus? When you should possibly, what parks you may want that for? Um, do you want, you know, a hotel, res or excuse me, a restaurant reservation for this day, that day, whatever? What works into you? They will help you out. But even if you don't want to, and by the way, they cost you no extra money. Right. Um, even if you don't want to work with them, just do your own homework. It really will help you out in the long run when you, because these, these trips are not inexpensive, even when you try and cut costs uh, as much as possible. Right. I mean, and you just, you know, the main essence of that too is just to make sure things are already in motion and, and prepared. So your trip is fun and, and smooth and you're not encountering something as you're arriving into town or whatever. And, you know, keeping in mind that some, some deals and things come up throughout the year between your planning, your reservations and your actual trip that you might find that if you pivot, <laughs> you could save some money or yeah. save some time. I, w I would always suggest that you, you, you look on the website from time to time and see what's going on as far as what the rates are. If you hear about us saying it on the show or if you see it uh, advertised anywhere for Disney that there's suddenly a hotel deal, um, right. take a look at that and see how it compares to what you are, your price that you booked already. You will be able to change right. it almost always um, unless you've done something where it's a pre-paid uh, uh, package right. or something like right. that. Uh, you will almost always be able to change it. So just be vigilant, keep an eye on it, and do your homework. And that's mm -hmm. the best way to, to, you know, not have to fret. You do a little work before the trip, so you don't have to do it during the trip. Right, yeah. And we understand, too, that, you know, traveling is has its challenges. And we also know that sometimes you have everything lined up with an airline and for whatever reason, they need to make changes to flights or whatever. So having some some knowledge of what's available to you and how to um, accommodate any changes that may be, you know, put upon you is always a benefit. Right. Right. And like I said, uh, a certified Disney vacation planner, we love Nate. He's our guy, right. but they're they're Most of them are really, really good out there and they, they don't charge anything extra. So if you have any hesitation at all, if you, there's some things you don't know, it's your first trip to Walt Disney World, whatever. We know a lot of you are, are, you know, you, you, you people know Walt Disney World Gross. very well, but there are some of you that haven't gone a lot or haven't maybe even ever made a trip to Walt Disney World. Um, they're there to help you out and you don't, that, that doesn't cost you an extra cent. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
Uh, that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're back to our Disney at 100 series. Yeah. Another wonderful research piece from <laughs> Michelle, which I love extra much because I get to sit back and learn something. <laughs> and I get to sit back and not have to do nearly as much work. Wow, that's so complimentary. <laughs> I said I learned something. I know. I'm teasing Every you. time. No, I'm Michelle's teasing. research is always fantastic. <laughs> I always find out, even though I feel like I know Disney pretty well, I find out things I didn't know before, and those episodes are really great for that. So, well, Michelle, thank you. Uh, what are we talking about next week? Well, um, I haven't finalized it. Some of it is going to be talking about the next decade that, you know, um, from where we left off last month, which would be the decade of the 80s. Um, but we have done a, a, an episode of the past of Disney of the 80s. So I'm trying to um, incorporate some new things so it's not a rep repetition of that episode. Cool. Well, I can't wait to hear about it because like I said, I know I'll find out some new interesting stuff Hopefully. that we haven't <laughs> before known. The 80s was an interesting time for the Disney company. Yes. So uh, that will be really, really cool. Also, uh, we happen to have like a one night uh, visit planned for the Disney Vacation Club Vero Beach right. Resort. Um, that'll be our first time going there. So we're going to, we'll probably tell you a little bit about yeah. what, it's just a one night thing. Um, we'll, but, but we'll get to experience it and we can tell you about that if you've never been to Vero Beach and what that's like. Right. And you know how that could be a, a new location that you might not have thought about. Yeah. Might be fun. Might mm -hmm. be fun. We'll tell you all about it next week. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we have a YouTube channel. You can find us there at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, or just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe, you'll know whenever we have a video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, Please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help this podcast, help support this podcast, we'd love for you and invite you to become a Patreon. Yeah. We have uh, we have different levels starting at just $2 a month. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who are already uh, Patreons, we really appreciate it. We love you. We love yes. you all, but we really love our Patreon members. That's right. <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> and other ways that you can help support this podcast are, you know, getting the word out about, about us, sharing that with friends and family, and also having an opportunity to do a five-star review for us would be awesome. That would be awesome. And if you do a five-star review for the show, we will read it on the air. So just know that going in as well. Exactly. Exactly. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.